everybody. It is another Monday, another fun day, and you're tuned into 7 to 9 a.m. You're listening to 180 Degrees, and you're joined by me, your host, Zoe George, and I have a fantastic co-host here with me who I'm so excited to reintroduce you guys. You remember her from last week. We have Michaela Preston on the air. Woo! How are you doing? I am blessed, and I am so excited to finally be a part of Radio Cape Pulpit. Yes. just so awesome honestly it's great to have you here like i have so much happy energy and like feelings to have you here like i've been excited i i couldn't meet you at first because of various other issues but now that we're here in the moment presenting on this fun day this monday i'm so excited oh i'm excited too (laughs) yay so how was your weekend my weekend, I would say that it was just plain, simple, movies, couch. Mm. You know, I think I was just more stressed out about the week to come. Yes. So I, I just, I was chilling at home, watching movies, had my best friend over and had girl time. Honestly, that sounds like a fantastic weekend. I personally love spending time with the girls. Like, it's some of the best time you can spend, period. My weekend, um, I actually remember it this time. I'm glad you do. (laughs) Thank you, Zoe. I put extra care into remembering what happened this weekend. But I attended uh, 21st with a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. It was his cousin's 21st, and the theme was crazy hats. I had this massive sombrero-looking beach hat. Oh, Oh, my goodness. I took, like, one picture because they insisted on taking pictures. And it was really fun. And then on Sunday... I went out for a walk in on the Arden Gardens. It's this um, garden in Claremont. It's kind of like the company gardens in town. Mm. Also free, also beautiful. Trees galore, squirrels galore. If you guys find yourself in the Claremont area and your bank's account is a little bit on the dry side, <laughs> do not worry. It is free admission and you can get in. I feel like that would make a great addition to the What's Down in Cape Town. But as you guys know, we're going to be with you guys until 8 o'clock. We have the same old, same old plan to what's down in Cape Town, a groovy movie, an interview you do not want to miss with a very exciting guest. So if that's all you care about, tune in at 20 past because that's when it's going to start or tune in on Facebook. We will be live and you guys don't want to miss this one. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. What's down in Now, we are going to give you some cool things you might consider doing here in Cape Town. We are continuing to focus on Durbanville because it's actually such a pretty area, you guys. Like, there's so much beautiful scenery just around. But I think this will be the last week we do it. We're going to be doing some more fun things next week. So keep your ears peeled for some fun ones. And these ones do sound fun indeed. The first one we will be talking about is the Saltwater Grill. Grill is proof that with passion, great ingredients, and a dedicated team, the restaurant odds can fall in one's favor. The well-priced menu offers fish in all its myriad forms, from sushis to poke bowls. Wow. I Uh, love poke bowls. Same. Well, sushi, just generally. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Oysters, mussels to ramen, pasta, curry, tempura, and classic grilled or fried options. Not to mention decadent platters. If your mouth is watering like mine currently is, you can come to this place. Their opening times are from Tuesday to Saturday from 12 p.m. closing at 10 
8.30 p.m. And then on Sundays, their times are a little bit different. Obviously, you know, it's the day of rest. Mm -hmm. They are open from 11.30 a.m., but close at 5 p.m. If you want to call them to make an appointment, which it sounds like you might need to, you can contact them on 0821-224-0063, or you can email them at swgrillsa at gmail.com. If you want to physically just rock up there, and we can't blame you for wanting to do that, you can find the restaurant at 33 Oxford Street in Durbanville. The next one is the Chocolate Bistro. That is a cake and vintage bric-a-brac meets under the chandeliers in the resounding OTT Baroque interior of this house-turned restaurant, where even the flower vases are repurposed silver pots. Wow. Sounds good. Reduce, reuse, recycle. I know that's right. (laughs) This extensive menu covers all the bases, breakfasts, light lunches, meze plates, pizzas, and classic crowd-pleasing mains. If any of these sound interesting and you want to rock up, you must rock up between the times, if it's Tuesday to Saturday, between 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., or on Sunday between 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., or on Monday between 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can find it at 43 Oxford Street. Wow. I guess all the fly places are on Oxford Street in Durbanville. If you want to contact them to make a reservation, you must call them at 021-975-2426 or make a booking at bookings at chocolatebistro.co.za. Bear in mind, it's spelled chocolate, but with no E, so chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to move this side of the world. To enjoy all of those things. Right? This is a really cool place, actually. Mm. Like, whenever I drive into Durbanville, I'm always just taken aback by the different restaurants. I used to live here. There's a really cool sushi yeah. place around the corner. I love sushi. I love sushi so much. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We should do a sushi-themed What's like, Down in Cape How Man. much could you eat? I could eat so much. I can eat 24, and then it's cut off. Oh. I can't. You're a champ. Oh, my gosh. You're a boss. <laughs> Let me do the last one before we just keep talking about sushi because Lord knows we can. The last one is the Everett Upstyle Restaurant. It is an old famous farmhouse with a wine cellar dating back to the 1700s. Now this restaurant holds on to its sense of heritage amidst the suburbs of Durbanville. On the menu, expect a hearty South African fare with contemporary spins, eggs, Benny with pulled lamb, shakshura, croissants, Bagels feature for breakfast, burin burgers, and slow-cooked lamb shank held up in the lunch menu with mushroom ravioli as a vegetarian choice, which is good because we love being inclusive to vegans mm-hmm. and vegetarians or pescatarians. Not everyone needs to eat meat. It's okay. More for us meat eaters. The restaurant is open from Monday to Saturday from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can find it on 13 Huguenot Avenue in the Everglen in Durbanville. If you want to contact them for a reservation, do so at 021-979-7186 or email them at info at everstopstyle.co.za. Now, all those fun things aside, all those cool restaurants to go to when you're not listening to the show, and let's just head on into the groovy movie section of the show. Zoe on 180 Degrees. 180 Degrees on I Am Youth Movement. So it is 20 past 7, and you are tuned into 7 to 9 a.m., 180 degrees. And we have a very special guest today to show the youth that we really are a chosen generation. You're important in society. You matter. It doesn't matter what your story is. It doesn't define who you are. Your definition is found in Christ. And we have a very amazing young man here who's lived quite a life and 
it has been turned all the way around by Jesus. His dedication to the faith and to bettering his life is one that I feel many people need to hear. And I'm so excited to welcome Mr. Estein Marchas. He's here with us on air. Good evening. Good evening, ladies. Good evening. Good evening. I trust uh, that you guys are well. Thank you so much for having me here. Yes, it's the hmm. pleasure of ours completely to have you here. So, Estwin, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, we've been friends for such a long time, and you've honestly, your journey has been an inspiration to me, and I wanted you to share that to everybody this evening. So, tell us about your journey. Well, thank you so much uh, once again. Yeah, so, well, my journey started off, um, I have to say, I grew up in a home where mom and dad dragged us to church every Sunday. Um, so I grew up knowing the Lord, um, going to Sunday school. And um, I think that is where the seed was planted. However, um, growing up, we we moved around a bit. And um, what happened was that I found myself, uh, especially in your teenage years, um, I found myself getting tempted. Mm. And what happened was that these temptations, temptations, it, it led on and led on. And um, I found myself then, um, I would like to use the prodigal son story, mm-hmm. where the, the son decided to leave home in search of another life. And that is exactly what I did. Um, I think it got to the point, you know, when... Mom and dad has certain rules at home, mm. and it almost feels like, ah, oh, they Keep don't fine. love me. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I even here? And what happened is that I found um, so-called family outside of home, mm. you know, looking for um, role models outside. And, yeah, I'm not going to lie, I looked at the wrong places. Mm. I found myself then uh, not too far from here, actually, in Belleville, on Fort Acre Road. Uh, there's an abandoned building there. So what happened is I started doing drugs, got caught up in drugs. So I obviously started off, uh, I'm going to use the word innocent. Mm. Um, started smoking cigarettes, went on to, you know, pipe, went on to going to house parties, alcohol, and then it led from, from that to smoking marijuana. Um, and I want something more. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, you know, once you get caught up in uh, a life of sin, you are never really satisfied. Um, at that point, I didn't know that uh, finding a full life in Jesus would obviously be more satisfactory. But one thing led to another, and um, I ended up running away from home. I got involved um, with all the wrong crowds, um, guys that started also doing drugs with me. And... Um, one, two, three, I found myself in an abandoned building. Mm. Just like the prodigal son who went off and he found himself in a faraway distant land. And um, one thing led to another. I met up with gangsters. Um, I met up with guys who sold drugs, drug merchants. I met up with with prostitutes even. And um, it's definitely a lifestyle that I wouldn't, I wouldn't even wish that like on anyone. Mm. You know, um, I got to the point where I really didn't see myself coming back. I didn't know what's going to happen to me. I thought I would either end up dead um, or in Baltimore. Mm. And, yeah, 
to end it all off, the Lord turned it around for me. Wow. You know, there was there was no life out there for me. That is really amazing, and also just I don't think a lot of people realize just how easy it is to fall into that lifestyle, and they feel exactly. so dirty, but. You know, we are washed clean Amen. by Jesus completely. I'd like to ask you, did you buy and sell drugs? Yes, what happened was that um, me and my friends started buying drugs from drug merchants. Um, I later then met a prostitute. And what usually happens, um, I can't really speak for everybody, but what usually happens is when you're on drugs, um, you tend to end up stealing mm-hmm. to support that habit. So I lost my job and because I, I told myself I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm not going to be the person that's going to go and rob someone because that's just very traumatic. In fact, I was robbed quite a few times already. I told myself I'm not going to be the person that's going to break into someone's car in a parking lot and steal the front loader and go and sell. I told myself I'm not going to break into someone's house and steal the woman's jewelry. I'm not going to be that kind of drug addict. So I met up with a girl and found out that she's a prostitute. I started dating her and that's how money came in for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. She obviously uh, got me um, into a flat where she was staying with a drug merchant. Eventually, I started assisting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who came to the door, I would be there to open up the door, um, taking the money giving the drugs, and there you go. Um, yeah, so you could say that I was an accomplice as well. <laughs> wow. That must have been so traumatic. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that, that tries to, they think their situation is bad, but, I mean, I feel like that is like a rock bottom. Like, yeah. you, you, you don't know where to go, so you're trying any means and ways to survive, you know, that it will even go to that extent. But, how did you, what was your turning point? That's a very good question. In fact, um, I can actually picture one of the, the drug merchants' faces right now. So what happened there was that um, these guys were foreigners. They weren't colored um, drug merchants. Um, these guys came from outside of the country. And what they picked up was that um, there was more than one drug merchant over there. And they were all like... A group. Um, what they picked up was that usually female colleagues would come in and then eventually become part of the prostitutes. And whenever a colored male came, those colored males would either be gangsters or want to rob them. But because the, I would say I was a lot softer, <laughs> um, they began trusting me. They began trusting me. Um, they allowed me into their homes and stuff like that. And I remember one of them came to me and he called me. Um, his nickname was Coach. And Coach said, hey, dude, I want to ask you, man, like, what are you doing here? And I looked at him and I thought to myself, what do you mean? He's like, you don't belong here. You are so different than the rest of the colored guys. I mean, most of them are gangsters, but... You're not a gangster. Um, And that question started replaying in my mind over and over. And once again, just to refer back to the prodigal son, the prodigal son came to his senses Mm. and he decided, hey man, you know what? 
at my father's house, at my family's place, um, there's a better life for me there. Mm. So um, by the by the grace of God, I would say, and by my grandmother's prayers, <laughs> my mom's prayers, <laughs> whenever I visit my grandmother, even up until today, she will always say, Isman, I'm praying for you each and every single day. Mm. And I think that's what also helped me, yeah. you know, just to get out of that. Well, it really is the prayers of our mm. elders that keep us very safe in yeah. this life because they pray for us every day. And in connection with what you've said, obviously, like the lifestyle you're living right now, it's touched by God, so different to everything you've explained to us. And we even know that with people who are addicts and suffer from addiction, the road to recovery and sobriety is not always a straight mm. line. And many people relapse, not saying that you have, but is it difficult for you to walk this straight and narrow path in any way? Yes, definitely it is. Um, I would like to believe that uh, living a life sold out for Christ, um, it comes with mm. a price. Look, our salvation is free. Jesus paid the price. However, um, we do have the responsibility, um, just like Jesus' disciples. Jesus said, follow me, and they decided to follow. Um, they left everything else behind, so they were sacrificed. Um, I believe that some of them had families, yeah, you know, and they just had to go back and say, hey, <laughs> I need to leave. Mm. You know, I found, I found the Christ. Um, so, yes, following Jesus Christ, it's not easy. Um, I think after... A year and a half um, of getting saved, I actually fell back into temptation, mm. and I learned my lesson. You know, I learned my lesson. Um, thankfully or gratefully, I belong to a church family, mm. and they instead of pushing me away, they embraced me just like the father. Yeah. Once again, in mm. the prodigal son story, um, he didn't push him away. You know. He embraced him, so I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, I'm thankful that you shared that as well, because I know that there are people listening who maybe they are falling back, they're backsliding, and when people backslide, they tend to think that, oh man, you know, God's not going to love me now, especially because I'm supposed to know better without realizing that we are all imperfect beings. Like, Mm. it's it's normal and you are still loved and you're still worthy, even if you do backslide. My dad would always use this, come as you are. Like, you can't, because many times when you go to outreaches, people are like, I'm not ready. I I just did this, so I'm so messed up and I still have that to do and this to do. And it's like, just come as you are, because like, you're not going to get any better on your own. Mm. So, yeah. It's like that song by Corey Asbury, Reckless Love. Like, God Mm. loves us despite (laughs) everything. His love, controversial as the song may be, it is reckless how much just love is poured into us. Yeah. Uh, Another question I want to know was, in the state of everything that was happening around you, from coming, coming from a prayer home to where you were at at that moment, like, what is... What was going through your mind when you found yourself there? Because, I mean, obviously you knew this is not where I should be, Um, but yet you still found yourself there every day. So what what was playing in your mind? That is actually a very good question. Um, A little bit of self-reflection over here. But, yeah, look, um, even if I look at um, some of the guys 
today on the streets. Um, sometimes it gets to a point where you're no longer yourself, mm. and especially if you're under the influence. Um, it could be under the influence of alcohol. It could be under the influence of drugs, you know. Um, you are just not the same person. And um, even if you are under the influence of, let's make an example, if you have a spirit of anger, if you're being tormented, you know, by anger, um, you are just not the same person. I think the only thing that was on my mind um, was, where am I going to get the next fix? Where am I going to get the next fix? And because I lived with my family, um, I could see that that my lifestyle, um, it wasn't helping my family at all. It was actually mm. tearing them apart. And I didn't really want that for them. I think um, that's when I got to the point of let's rather run away. Mm. Um, I thought that I could make it on my own. I'm not going to lie. Um, I told myself, you know what, I, I, I can do this. And um, and because I had friends around me, or at least I thought they were friends, um, it, it made it seem even even more more easier, not knowing that they themselves were actually lost. I mean, mm. just imagine um, somebody who doesn't know where they're going, trying to lead someone else. The blind following the blind. I did, I did. I was like, just <laughs> you know. So um, so yeah, I I, I literally woke up. Um, with this thing on my mind that this is my new identity and that's that was a false identity yeah. yeah do you have any advice for parents out there who are struggling with kids that are also in this exact same situation yes definitely um there's a bible verse that comes to mind um and this bible verse is something that i it really sticks to me. Our, f- our fight is not against flesh and blood. Mm. You know, um, I will go into the Cape Flats and I will walk on the streets and I will find that many parents would shout and scream mm. at their kids, even the little ones, you know. They would maybe curse at them, um, not knowing that you're actually speaking death over your own child. Mm. So in my case, like I said, my, my grandmother prays. My grandmother prays, um, my mother prays for me. My mother even told me recently, she told me, it's when I used to have conversations with the devil. I'm like, whoa, that sounds so, that sounds, yeah, yeah. it does, eh? And she's like, it's when I used to declare that Yossi might think that he's won the fight, but he's not going to win the battle. Mm. My mother used to have conversations with him and saying, that this is going to be a kingdom builder, you know. My son is is going to motivate others. Um, and at that point, she, I, I couldn't see it. I don't think anyone else could have seen it. But through the eyes of faith, she was able to do it. So I want to encourage every mother, every father, um, every grandmother, grandfather, uncle, aunt, whoever is affected um, by a family member who's maybe caught up in that lifestyle, continue to pray. Mm. Continue to pray. Sometimes we feel like we want to do everything in our own strength, but but in other cases, all we need to do is just lay them at the feet of the cross and obviously trust the Lord to do the work because victory belongs to Jesus. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Prayer is very powerful. I mean, mm. my mother always tells me, you know, um, if if your parents raise you up in the house of the Lord, 
No matter how far you drift, it's like God still always just finds a way to remind <laughs> you, this is not where you should be. And yeah. for you, it was actually that guy, you know, that moment that made you think, yeah. you know. So I want to ask you, or oh, what would you say to the young person that just found themselves where you were back then? What, what, what would you tell them today? Like, were they thinking that there's no hope? Yeah. So I actually have a written down over here. It's found in 1 Peter 2, um, verse 9, in the King James Version. It says, but you are a chosen generation. Mm-hmm. And I feel that in today's time, um, many of our youth don't feel like somebody's in the corner, mm-hmm. like somebody's backing them up. You know, like I said, I felt like the world was against me, like my family was just against me. But it says over here that you are chosen, you are a chosen generation. We don't have to look at any other generation before us. God is telling us right now that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. So when it says his own special people, I want you to know that God thinks of you as being special. Mm. Yes, other people might have written you off. Yes, you might have had... Um, an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend maybe stab you in the back. Maybe your father walked out on you, you know. Um, I'm not sure where you're finding yourself right now, but God is saying that I have chosen you. And I want um, this generation, this young generation of today to know that they have what it takes to be better. Mm. However, they're going to need to look to the Lord. They're going to need to give Him a chance, right? And then it goes on to say His own special people the question is why the first thing goes on to say that you may proclaim his praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So what is God basically saying to us here is that he has chosen us, whether we are young, whether we are old, he has chosen us and that we are special to him. Mm-hmm. Why? So that we can proclaim his praises. I mean, this is why we have a radio Station so amazing where we can proclaim yeah. his praises. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So true. Estwin... This has been such an amazing, insightful, inspiring interview. And to see the complete 180 degrees that God has done in your life is, it's inspiring. It's like, this, it's tangible proof of the scriptures being real, of seeing what can happen when you truly give your life to mm. Christ and you just start living for him and you look so good and healthy today. Like, <laughs> I, I swear, if you could see Estwin those years back, you wow. would be so shocked to the man he is today. Like he would send me message of inspiration, daily quotes, you know, mm. where it really just touches my heart knowing that I've seen this person mm. when they were in the messed up stage to yeah. who they are now. Yeah. I mean, even on top of that, we're looking at wedding bells soon. Hey, so, excited, yeah. excited. Thank you so very much. I really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, man, God has sent a suitable helper, as he says in Genesis, suitable helper. So, I'm really excited. Um, me and my fiancé, uh, yeah, the Lord is, the Lord is good. And you were saying you were a youth pastor. At, at what church are you... Yeah, so currently I'm serving at the Father's House uh, Assemblies of God Church in Heidefeld. I'm serving under Pastor Galen um, and Pastor Chantal Ahrens. And um, yeah, man, man, they've been so, so amazing. We've got this discipleship model. Um, and I want to encourage anybody out there, get yourself to a Bible-believing uh, church. Not mm-hmm. just a Bible-believing church, but actually a church that you know does the Bible, mm-hmm. a Bible-doing church as well. 
um, you you cannot go wrong. You cannot go wrong. So true. So yeah. true. But I guess I have to wrap it up. I don't want to <laughs> because it was so amazing. It Thank is. you so eh? much. You've really pleasure. blessed us here on the station. You've blessed everyone listening. And I'd just like to wish you Godspeed and for his work to continue to be fulfilled in your life. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Now let's head on into the mystery Bible quiz section of the show. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Mystery Bible Quiz. So today's mystery Bible quiz. Okay. When Samuel picked David as king, God reminded us that while people look at the outward appearance, what does God look at? Zoe, do you think I should give them some hints or should we leave it? You know what? I'm in a giving mood because that interview was so great. I think we should give them some hints. Okay. So first hint. Is it our motives, our attitude, or the work that we have done on earth? Or is it our hearts? Hmm. Wow. Follow us on Facebook today. I am radio. And that was Walk on Water by Brit Nicole, apparently a, one of Michaela's favorite yeah, she artists. She has amazing songs, guys. I will hook mm. you up later. Honestly, that was a good song. I can honestly and genuinely believe that. Before we listen to that cool song that's probably the newest addition to Michaela's playlist, <laughs> we had asked you guys a question that formed a part of this week's mystery Bible quiz. Yep, yep, yep. Would, mm-hmm. would you like to jog the listeners' memory about what the question was before we slap them with the answer? <laughs> okay, so we were start. We started at. When Samuel, when Samuel picked David as king, God reminded us that while people look at the outward appearance, what does God look at? I've given you guys some hints, but the answer, Zoe, should we tell them? Yes, we actually got some correct answers from the audience as well, and they are correct. There's even one in Afrikaans. Poki Solomon says, Ons Hart. Martin in Grassy Park also says, our heart. So congratulations to you two. Well done, guys. You really are reading the good book page to page, cover to cover, (laughs) every verse, every chapter. Now let's head on into the happy health tip. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. Yes, yes, yes. Chocolates really are the key to your happiness. Not too much, though, because then that's the key to various diseases. However, this week's happy health tip is not about chocolate at all. Mm -mm, It's not about food at all. It carries on from last week. If you were listening, if you weren't, it's okay. It's basically part two of what last week's Happy Health Tip was. And we were focusing on ways to take a social media detox. Now, it's very important to spend just a little bit of time away from social media. You know, man was not meant to 
look at so many likes every day or so many story views. So these are some five tips you might mm-hmm. want to consider if you are looking to spend a little of time away from social media, maybe doing a hobby or seeing friends. The first one is to use technology for reasons other than scrolling through social media, which is fortunately very easy these days. A media and technology detox in general can be great for the soul, but there are some nights where you may want to decompress and and with entertainment that's still some form of technology using a kindle can change the way you use technology to make it a learning experience or downloading games like charades to play while spending time with the friends can turn your media consumption into an interactive activity but try to be more analog the next one is to pay attention to the media you actually consume now steer clear of social media content that leaves you feeling negative or depleted of energy this could mean unfollowing people or pages that make you feel a bit bad you know don't be afraid to unfollow people i know myself i actually struggle with unfollowing people like i just in the i've gotten better now but in the past Mm -hmm. i would just suffer in silence and then i realized this is my page like why am i allowing you to make me feel bad yeah. Because I don't want to make you feel like it, it's not about that. There are times when you need to put yourself first. And if you are, if you have found yourself following a page or a person who just spews negativity left, right and center, you don't have to take that. Delete them. <laughs> or unfollow them. Exactly. That's even better. Block them if you must, because you may see some of their pages pop up. But like, so he just doesn't stop. Eh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> And I'm being so serious, you guys. <laughs> the next one is to spend more time observing the world around you now. Spend more time appreciating your surroundings by enjoying outdoor hikes or taking time to sit in a local park and observe activity. I can say this one is very useful. I myself find myself in nature a lot, just kind of appreciating god more the greatest artist ever Mm, because mm. he made all of this from his mind so sometimes i'll just sit in like a botanical garden looking at some trees and i'm like wow like who would even have had the idea to to do those things yeah so yeah i think those things too Mm, now it's a great like trip to just see them and to think about them nature is so beautiful you guys the next one is to rem- make yourself reminders not to check social media. A planner or a checklist can be helpful for completing daily tasks. And the same goes for reminding yourself not to check social media. You can add a sticky note on your desk or your mirror to remind yourself of the commitment you've made. You may also take advantage of the settings on your phone that set a time limit for social media and let you know when your time is adding up. This is That last part is something I do. Like, I have various social media limitations. I must say they need to work on me not snoozing them, (laughs) but I have the limitations, so... (laughs) I didn't even know we have those. Yeah, no, I get get kicked out of my apps on an embarrassingly regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one, but it is certainly not the least one, is to track your progress. An iPhone or an Android would generally track the time you spend on social media and give you monthly reports on the hours you spend on each app. Check these statistics after 30 days of implementing your detox and recognize the progress you've made. This can help motivate you to continue working towards breaking your social media addiction one step at a time. That's really good. And if you've made... Yeah. But Zoe, I I like social media. I do 
too. But I... Does it be difficult? I am one such person. I am like genuinely addicted to it. Like when I start exams, I always have to deactivate all of my accounts just so I can actually get some work done. But like this is good because like when I get back, like I'm back to like 11 hours of screen time a day, not a week, a day, every day. Like... (laughs) it's wow i need i need these and i know i'm not the only one who needs them you guys don't have to tell me that i my, i know you i know my fellow addicts are out there my best friend doesn't even watch tv she mm. only needs a phone yeah i was like dude like take a breather because sometimes i get I, I think it's the light that hurts yes. my eyes so i do put my phone down and just breathe from it but she is like 24 7 i was like mm. Yeah, she sounds just like me for real. (laughs) As we find ourselves at the end of the show, goodbye. Bye.